Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It was PTI's 22nd birthday yesterday, Tony. How long did you think this show would last? I'm Tony Kornheiser, somewhere around 20, 21, 22 days. As you know, yeah. I said there's no chance on this. You had golf scheduled. No chance. You had golf. You you had yeah. golf scheduled well, for like the next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my sense of it was we might get three months. I mean, might get three months, but not 22 years. <laughs> no. 22 years, baby. I mean, two years. Long time. Yeah, Listen, welcome to PTI, boys and girls. We'll get to the weekend in the NFL in a moment, but we begin today with a game seven between Texas and Houston. Tonight. Yeah. The Rangers forced Game 7 by winning Game 6 last night in Houston, 9-2, with five runs in the ninth inning. And that was the sixth straight game the home team lost in this series. The Rangers will send Max Scherzer to the mound against Houston's Christian Javier. Wilbon, to which team do you give the edge? Tony, I know you don't want me to go against your great warrior god idol, Max Scherzer. I'm going with the champs. The champs don't always win. They don't. I mean, Houston's been in this situation before. They couldn't beat the Nationals. Your Nationals, and wasn't right. and Max Scherzer was front and center for the Nationals yes. in that. So he sort of lived right. through a similar circumstance probably more than once. But, Tony, I'm, I'm going to go with the champs. I know that Houston has been bad at home. Everybody's been bad at home in this series. But if you're asking yeah. me to choose somebody, which you are, in essentially a winner-take-all situation, at least for this series, to get to the World Series – and you have players as clutch as Altuve and Bregman and Alvarez. I, I, I can't go against him. Look, I may text you later tonight and say, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is amazing that they lost. But I'm going with right. Houston to win. Yeah. So I am conflicted by the fact that I love Max Scherzer and I am rooting for him to have a warrior god performance. But I, I would that. not bet on it. I would not bet on it because in his last six postseason starts, Spanning four teams, I believe, at this point. In his last six postseason starts, he's 0-3 with a 5-2-2 ERA. His slider didn't work in Game 3 when Houston rocked him. If the slider doesn't work tonight, I assume he'll be out early because I don't think Bruce Bochy is going to give him five runs. You know what I mean? I think he's going to go get him. Two or three. I think he's going to go get him. Mike, I, I told you this this morning when we were talking. I was so surprised that Houston did not win game six. I was so surprised that, that they had no particular momentum after Jose Altuve's ninth inning home run that I just thought would propel them to win and win at that point four straight. I did not honestly see this coming. Um, do I think that Houston is the better team? I do, but I also think if Scherzer could give them five or six innings, maybe one or two runs, the Texas that. is in this the whole way. And, Mike, I am stunned that Brian Abreu has been available. suspended, but not for He's this available. game. Not, it's going to start as, next year. It is what? so gutless and coward. What? First of all, it was a bad decision to s- suspend him, I think. But if you're going to suspend him, if you're going to have that and be baseball, then have some guts, okay? Have a pair. Suspend him now. He didn't. He didn't earn the suspension in April. So why would you wait he did until it in the April? Playoffs. He did it in the playoffs. That's so gutless. I mean, it's amazing That's that terrible. leagues with commissioners and strong, smart people can be their offices can be so gutless and cowardly. Tony, you're going to suspend yeah, him and do it. And we have the guts to do it. Come on, get out of here. Let's move to the NFL. The Dolphins and the Lions had been getting big buzz entering the weekend. 
but both came away from it with L's. The Eagles beat the Dolphins by two touchdowns, while the Ravens, they, they just climbed all over the Lions. Tony, which result was more telling to you? So it's tempting for me to say the Ravens, but that's just the Lions being the Lions. And I know you want to talk about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, so I'm going to leave that to you. I honestly believe that the more telling result is Miami losing. The Miami Dolphins have gone on the road twice this year to play teams that we thought were good in that moment. One was Buffalo, which we thought was good in that moment, and one was Philadelphia last night, which is good. Philadelphia is a good team. And they got waxed, Mike. They lost 48-20 to Buffalo. They lost 34-17 to Philadelphia. So that's minus 42 against good teams. And good teams matter because in the playoffs, you're going to play good teams. By the way, in the matchup of the Alabama quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts outshone Tua. He outpassed him 279 yards at 216. He had two touchdowns with one pick. Tua had one touchdown with one pick. So at least for that night, nobody would have yanked Hurts out of the game and put in Tua like they did in college. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah, Tony, I'm not going to disagree with any of your analysis of that situation, but that game was close for a long time. That game had tension, and then Philly pulled away. I don't know, just that, and they should. Philadelphia at home should pull away and win that game, and they did. Now, the right. more telling result was Baltimore against the Lions because it told you about two teams. It didn't, you didn't get any revelation about the Eagles last night. You already knew they were good. And Miami looks like, uh, you know, they may be a half step below, but those games were on the road, Buffalo and Philly. No, no, no. Tony. Baltimore needed to win. The Ravens needed to yes, stop goofing yes, around. They and they stopped goofing around. They went out there and they played like they had some urgency about them. And the Lions went lion. That's what they did. They looked like the Detroit Lions of all oh, my entire life in that they go out and they don't even have that many big games, but they go out against a worthy opponent and they just have nothing out there. And Dan Campbell said after the game, in as many ways as he can say it, we got our blanks kicked. And they did, and they owned it. And I sort of agree with him that this could be the best thing for them because they go back to the drawing board today saying, maybe we're not as good as people were starting to believe, and they get some urgency. But that's the game because it told you something about both teams. Here's, here's my point in this. You have to, before you settle on a team that you really like, that you think is a true contender, you have to sort of get rid of the teams that are fraudulent. So I think that we would put both Detroit and Miami today in the do not pick box. <laughs> Miami has gotten rich off bad teams. They're 5-0 and against teams with a c- composite record of something like 8-25. and At least Detroit has beaten two teams, one very good, Kansas City, Kansas City, course, City yeah. and Atlanta at least has a winning record. Miami does not have that at the moment. So they, you know, they look to be false gold at the moment, even with that big offense. They don't have that offense against good teams. The biggest upset yesterday was probably New England beating Buffalo 29-25 on a late touchdown drive. New England hadn't won in its last three starts and had been outscored 93-20 to in those games. Buffalo had won four of its last five. Wilbon, is the headline that the Patriots won or that the Bills lost? I think it's that the Bills lost. The Patriots, this is a division game. So, you know, as I was sitting there in my confidence pool and you look at that at, at, at the teams and where they were when you're making this pick middle of the week or late in the week and you could go oh 
Buffalo and give them plenty of points. 14, 15, 16. No, no, no. This is a division game. I know New England's been struggling, but I don't ever try to give double-digit points to division games anyway, Tony. But in the case of Buffalo, they are what we thought they are. They're inadequate. They are not up to. They are just a step below. They're kind of like Dallas. You know, you keep waiting for them. You keep waiting, waiting, wait. Oh, wait. There's another yeah. loss that we didn't see coming or that shouldn't have been coming. So I, I'm going to say it's a, Buffalo's the headliner right now. I'm going to agree with you on that. Buffalo has lost three games out of the seven they've played. They're four and three. That's not how you make a statement that says we're going to go to the Super Bowl. They have the same record right now as Atlanta. Do you hear anybody climbing on the Atlanta bus? No. Because I haven't heard that at this point. So, and, and I will say that Mac Jones looked like Tom Brady on that last drive. He got the ball with 156 left. He was down three. He went 75 yards in eight plays. He completed six of seven passes. In the fourth quarter, he completed 11 out of 13 and got two touchdowns. Mike, the Buffalo Bills defense made him look like Tom Brady. This is a guy who was yanked out of two of the last three games. And so you look at Buffalo, and I'm talking about teams to, to be put in the don't pick me box. Right. Well, I'm going to put higher. Buffalo yeah. now yeah. in the don't pick yes. me box. Yes. Because it's, I mean, we watch them all. They are very shiny when they win. But when they lose, you realize they are not a top-shelf team. And every post-game, they have to come out and talk about how we're going to do this better and we're going we're gonna to fix this, we're going to clean this up. And they don't right. clean up don't know. anything. This and is by still the way, a mess on aisle seven. Belichick won his 300th game. If he had this squad for all those years, it Damn. would take him 100 years to win his 300th game. Let's take a break. Coming up, Ohio State beat Penn State, but did Michigan post a more impressive win? And does Justin Fields, my man, need to worry about his job? Sounds like a quarterback controversy. Then let's not go there So I thought, I thought Houston would win when they went up 1-0. It looked like they were getting to Evaldi. But Evaldi calmed the water. He did. Yeah, he calmed did. the water. He did. He was able to yeah. do that. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time to find out what's moving the multitudes. Let me get the first Mail one time. here. 
Put my glasses on. Oh, Wilbon, this is for you. Okay. Do the Bears have a quarterback controversy? Oh, God. Already? Already? Tony, you and I talked about this this morning. Actually, we talked about it last night, too. So if we've talked about it that much, maybe there is one. Um, Tony, young Tyson, number 17 on your Bears quarterback program, who came in as the third-string quarterback, passed up Nathan Peterman, goes to second string, goes into the game because... You know, Justin Fields is, is hurt. Hurt. Fields is going to be doubtful probably again for Sunday. Somewhere between questionable and doubtful. And this kid played so well yesterday, he just looked in control. He had pace. There was urgency to it. The team played with a snap. But, you know, I mean, come on now. Justin Fields had two almost perfect games in the two previous weeks. I want to see Justin Fields, but I will grant you, there are a great many people, some of them very close to the Chicago Bear franchise, who are saying, uh, 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 what did we just see? And some people predicted this, Tony, as far back as the end of camp. I don't think there's a controversy yet, but another win or two, and there could be. This is amazing. I want people to know that you were on my podcast this morning and you talked about all the people on your Bears text chain, including former Bears players. And you said, and I'm quoting you, we all have the same question. What now? What do we do now? What now? What do we do now? Look, I don't think that the controversy, if there is one, is as much between, is his name Tyson Badgent? Yes. And Justin Fields, as it will be between Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, if Carolina has the number one pick and they owe it to you. That's where I think the controversy is. Right. But I will say, I mean, what if this kid is Brock Purdy? Yeah, that's that's the question. Okay, he wasn't drafted, but that means he was only drafted one spot lower than Brock Purdy, who was the last guy drafted. And I'm going to tell you why I'm rooting for this kid, and you'll appreciate this. And it's a weird reason, because he went to Shepherd College in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. And that's where the Washington Bullets used to train. 30 years ago, I went went out there in order to write columns. And I was at Shepherd College. And and the town had a lot of outlets before outlets were a thing. So I'm rooting for this kid. I won't tell people that bar that you went to that you tried to get me to go to when I went to Shepherd. I was young and impressionable. I didn't go to bars. Not even in Shepherd. Stop. <laughs> Who had the more impressive win, number three, Ohio State, or number two, Michigan? Neither. I'm not going to get drawn into this. Ohio State is not great at all. I told you that. I told you going. I told you two weeks ago when I was sitting at watching Penn State Northwestern when Penn State was struggling to beat us and we were 10-10 in the third quarter. I said to you, Tony, nobody in our conference is great. Michigan's the best. Michigan beat Michigan State. That doesn't even count. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's, like, that's a raw, that's like a forfeit. Ohio State didn't do anything. So I'm not looking at any of what happened in the Big Ten as particularly impressive. None of it. You can go outside the Big Ten, you get to the Pac-12, I might see something. If you get to, I'm not even impressed with Florida State beating Duke. Duke was ahead in that game, should have won that game. Nobody. Utah came back late, but USC, Lincoln Riley actually doesn't appear to believe in defense. There were very entertaining results on Saturday. I watched it all. None of it was what I call impressive. None. None. I want to say this. I want to state this for the record. Okay. Penn State stinks. They have no (laughs) offense whatsoever. Yes. Their first 15 third down plays, they were over. They were terrible. Do they not recruit people who can matriculate the ball up the field? 
And uh, so I'm not giving Ohio State credit in See, the way that you're, you're not like giving me, Ohio State good. credit. Yeah. So my default position is Michigan because to me, 49 nothing is something. Now, I understand that Michigan State fired its coach, and I understand that their team is probably dissolving. I get that. It's a forfeit. But 49 nothing isn't just coaching. Yeah. That No, it's not just coaching. And it's not stealing signals. Where this guy Stallion <laughs> no, is apparently now being named and not involved in all of this stuff. You know when Michigan State threatened to not play the game to protect the safety of its players? Protect them. They shouldn't have played the game because the they program. didn't play the game. Yeah. They didn't play. 49 nothing is awful Let beyond Let me ask words. you something more important. What happens well, if and when Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship? Which all he you care could. about is that he goes uh, to coach the wait, Bears. Wait, wait, wait. That's I'm, all. I ask you the question. You get to give any answer you want. What's your no, answer? It doesn't matter what my answer is. Sure does. Your answer will be what that, I want him to coach the Bears. My, you didn't ask okay. me the question. I ask you. You don't the want question. Eberflus. He wins the national title and then he gets bounced for stealing signals. Yeah, he goes to the Bears. Bounced. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come. I'll tell you why the Chiefs win over the Chargers was significant. He's not the Chargers. Come on. They stink. And it's the eve of the NBA season opener. Grizzlies already have reason to be disappointed. You're with me on Penn State, aren't you? Penn State, they're terrible. I called you two weeks ago, and I said to you, Penn State isn't any good. I'm sitting here watching them. You can steal all the signals you want if you're Penn State. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 47th birthday, Ryan Reynolds. We don't often wish happy birthday to an actor, especially one who was named People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2010. But even as Reynolds is known for starring in the two Deadpool movies, Reynolds enters our world because he and fellow actor Rob McElhenney bought the English, the Welsh soccer team, Wrexham FC, and made the Emmy-nominated documentary series, Welcome to Wrexham, about reviving that team and how the team fared. You know, Mike, soccer seems to be the hot Hollywood sport. Ted Lasso was a very successful comedy series about an American college football coach who goes to England to coach a soccer team. And a bunch of athletes, people you know, seem to be buying pieces of soccer teams. Yeah, Tony, I, I think that, you know, Bryant Gumble has announced he's sort of retired now, right? Real sports, he's not doing that anymore. If he's got time, I think we, and by we, I mean Bryant's got all the money, you, Bryant, and I should buy an English soccer team. What the hell? What? Yes. An English soccer team? Yes. Okay, good. Everybody they else is doing it. it. Happy anniversary, Vinny Testaverde, on this day 23 years ago. The 35-year-old veteran quarterback led the Jets on the biggest fourth-quarter comeback in Monday Night Football history. Long Island's own Testaverde. Testaverde. Sawanica High School, South Shore kids, having a miserable game. He had thrown three interceptions, and the Miami Dolphins had opened up a 30-7 lead in East Rutherford. Testaverde then underwent a transformation. In the fourth quarter alone, he went 18 for 26, 235 yards, four touchdowns. The Jets forced overtime, where they won the game 40-37. Viewers voted it the greatest Monday night game ever, and Jets fans affectionately refer to it as the Monday Night Miracle. I think of some other Monday Night games. I like Testaverde. I like your Long Island guy, Testaverde, a lot more than I like that other Long Island fave of yours, Billy Joel. I like Testaverde a lot more than him. I'm just saying. How did Billy Joel just, get into you know, this? Just crept in. Hicksville's own Billy Joel. How did yeah. he get into this? 
Happy trails, Stephen Adams. The Memphis center will not play at all this season. He will undergo ligament surgery in his right Ugh. knee. Adams had not played a regular season game for Memphis since suffering this injury this past January. Now, Adams played 27 minutes over two recent exhibition games for Memphis, but the team concedes that non-operational rehabilitation has not worked. The Grizzlies are already shorthanded because John Morant suspended 25 games in that handgun episode. Adams was originally expected to miss three to five weeks. Now it will be a year and a half. The 30-year-old from New Zealand has averaged 7.5 points and 10.6 rebounds per game for the Grizzlies. And Brandon Clark's not there because he tore an Achilles last year, like in March, and he won't be back for a long time. You can't get off to a slow start in the Western Conference this year. You'll get buried. Even with Ja coming back and Desmond Bain and all these guys, they did, you know, trip, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., you get buried in the West if you get off to a slow start. I'm just saying this is bad news for Memphis. So, okay, but do you think they're now going to get off to a slow start and get buried? Yeah, I do. That's a lot, okay. Tony. The teams in the West, it's like 12 playoff teams legitimately in the West who have that caliber of play, and Memphis is yeah, going to be hard-pressed to be out fast. Ten of them are going to get in. Yeah. One correction – it's Tyson Bagent, not Bagent. I got that wrong, but Wilbon, Mr. Chicago, Tyson. agreed with me. Let's go to the big finish if we Let's could. Let's do it. The Giants beat your commanders. No, and Washington your defensive lineman Allen said, quote, I'm tired of this bleep. Your thoughts? He should be. He should be. They're sort of, we thought they were going to be better. They look better than they lose. And it, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 31-17. For some reason, you're impressed with that? I am. I thought that, you know, Kansas City and Philadelphia won convincingly against reasonable opponents. Yes. Unranked Virginia upset previously unbeaten North Carolina. Is that significant? Yes. I told you last week you had all these quarterbacks. They're going to go undefeated. They're going to win the highs. But no, they're not. Drake made a first loss. It ain't going to be the only one. Good for Virginia, by the way. Happy for the Cavaliers. The Browns beat the Colts, who got totally hosed. The league should be embarrassed to have that go down that way. You agree with me? I agree that the first pass interference call was terrible. Oh. They did get hosed. Last one, the Padres have given the Giants permission to interview manager Bob Melvin. He's surprised. A team in your own division? You're letting your manager interview with them? I don't know about that. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I think as a Long Islander, I have to shout out to Billy Joel, don't I? Yeah. I'm Why Mike Hogan. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Nice. And now to get you set for Monday Night Football, here's Scott Belton Pelt and the Countdown crew, and they the can wonder why I'm going to see.